Hey there, Gen GND listeners. We're back this week with another Gen GND conversation focused on the fight over the Line 3 pipeline. Our producer, Nate Birnbaum, spoke with the legendary indigenous activist Winona LeDuc, founder of Honor the Earth, who has been helping to lead the fight to stop construction of the Line 3 pipeline in northern Minnesota. Winona was also heavily involved in the fight to stop the Dakota Access Pipeline at Standing Rock. We'll be back with more information about how you can help support water protectors on the ground in northern Minnesota after Nate's conversation with Winona LaDuke. Thank you so much for joining us on Generation Green New Deal, Winona. It's uh, an honor to have you here. Um, And I just wanted to say thank you from the entire Generation Green New Deal team for all of your years of activism. And I just wanted to ask you to start by please introducing yourself. Hello, my relatives, Benisikwe and Jinikas, Makwendodim. I'm Bear Clan, and I'm uh, from Gawababani Kog, Ishkanaginning. I'm from White Earth Reservation. I'm Anishinaabe. And I am uh, a, a Mississippi Band Ojibwe, which is, uh, you know, part of my treaty designation. But happy to be here with you. I also direct Honor the Earth, which is a national native environmental advocacy and grant making organization with music and arts. And right now I'm in the just transition work at Ah King, one of our uh, emerging um, sister organizations. So I'm really happy to talk to you about the evils that are and the future that we're going to make. I wonder if you can kind of just take us to the place that you're in right now and just to describe the traditional homeland of the Anishinaabe people and, and what is the connection to the, the place of, uh, of your ancestry that, you, that your tribe has? Okay, so long time ago, I mean, this is how those stories start, you know. Long time ago, long, 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 if I was gonna be real traditional about it, Minwenja, Minwenja. Okay, so we lived on the East Coast. We are the same people as the Micmacs and the Maliseets and the Penobscots and the Abenakis and the Wabanakis and the Wampanoags. Same people, same language. But we got prophets and our prophets told us to move West or we would be in peril. Took good advice, cruised out. That's why there's, uh, you know, 50,000 of us in Minnesota. We got a lot of people left, right? We followed a shell which appeared in the sky to the place where the food grows on the water. Now that's pretty serious instructions, right? The shell would reappear and we would move west. So we end up here where the wild rice is. That's where we were going. We was instructed to go where the wild rice was. And so this is a world that is half water and half land. And I just wanna say that because the economy of this area is wild rice. Like, uh, why would you wanna cultivate when you could just harvest from a lake? you know, a fine quality product, twice the protein, half the calories of white rice, and you don't need a combine, you need two Indians in a canoe, you know? So that's us. We got maple sugar, just like you all do up there. I mean, you know, we're hanging out in a place where you can get sugar from a tree and fish and drink the water from a lake, and you can still do all of that. You know, this is where the wild things are. This is, uh, you know, where, and, and I think you know that, that on a worldwide scale, Indigenous people are about 4% of the world's population, but 75% of the world's biodiversity. That's us. Beautiful. Um, So for our listeners who might not be so familiar with what is happening right now in northern Minnesota um, on the Anishinaabe lands and the fight over the Line 3 pipeline, could you just kind of give us a quick summary of 
where things stand and, and what's been going on for the last few months? Yeah, I mean, this is the last tar sands pipeline. $9 billion worth of stupid investment. You know, I don't know if I'd like to be the ones with the last tar sands pipeline, but that's Enbridge. So what we're watching is a crime being committed, a heinous crime against Mother Earth, against indigenous people. You know, Enbridge received its permits from the Minnesota Public Utilities Commission and the state of Minnesota DNR and then the Trump administration and moved ahead. And the Waltz administration and the Biden administration have stood there as this has unfolded. Now, just be clear, this guy, these guys, Enbridge, bring 75% of the tar sands into the country. So Minnesota, we got six old lines already. And they blasted through and they got themselves a whole new corridor. Enbridge is trying to continue operating these lines. They're facing opposition across the board. But more than that, in Wisconsin, there's opposition for both the line back towards Kalamazoo and across the Bad River Reservation, where they've been operating for three years without an easement. Um, and they're suing Bad River to make them keep the pipeline. And then in Michigan, uh, we have the Straits of Mackinac problem, which is a, I think that it's a 62-year-old pipeline under the Straits of Mackinac, um, not even tethered right, and Enbridge shoved through with their, I think it's called regulatory capture when you own the government. But then they got a new governor in, and she said, I'm going to exercise the public trust and say that a 63-year-old pipeline is not a good idea under the Straits of Mackinac, so I'm gonna revoke your permits. To which Enbridge said, you, the agency which allocated the permits, cannot revoke them. So um, that there's a lawsuit, which I think 20 different states or 16 different states have joined, including like New York and Minnesota, because I think it's a good question. If a Canadian multinational gets an easement, do they get to keep it forever? Or who gets to pull the easement, you know? Criminal rogue corporation. Um, right now, they're blasting through maybe up to 10 frack outs already. You know, they're blasting through these really fragile wetlands. They succeeded in uh, June getting an allocation of 5 billion gallons of water in the deepest drought we've ever seen. And it's criminal because you got dry rivers and they're sucking water. They can't suck them out of the rivers anymore. So, that, you know where they're getting water? From the fire hydrants in the town of Park Rapids. So in, in the town, just to show you how criminal, right? So the town has a water restrictions on domestic use, but they are selling their water to a Canadian multinational to put in the last tar sands pipeline. It is a, you know, it is just basically the worst regulatory capture and the worst violence against indigenous people in the environment. Uh, I think we're up to 700 arrests uh, so far. You know, I spent three days in jail, three nights in jail a couple of weeks ago, Wadena County Jail. And, uh, you know, joining 600 plus others who spent time in jail for the worst crime that is being committed by the Canadian multinational. And we want the Biden administration to stop. We want the Army Corps of Engineers, which never did an environmental impact statement. And let me just be clear, the environmental impact statement that was done by the state didn't include the 5 billion gallons of water. You know, it's just uh, a joke. And what we have learned in the process being turned down time and time again, I spent seven years and this is like a sentence. <laughs> uh, seven years, I'm on my eighth now, you know, as of August, I guess it's gonna be my eighth year anniversary with Enbridge because I don't think a Canadian multinational should own the water. I don't. And so we're gonna keep fighting them. And um, it's tragic. It's tragic in this time of, you know, there's catastrophes of biblical proportions.
And uh, frankly, I couldn't see the Enbridge trucks through the forest fires haze. You know, Canada. You know, you just said there were 700 arrests already for this pipeline. I think that's approaching the number of arrests in total that Standing Rock had. And so, you know, the fact that this line three fight is not getting quite the same amount of international coverage and outcry as Standing Rock did, even though we're five years farther into climate collapse. Can you just talk about like what your message to the public is in this moment, considering the stakes of this fight? And and like you've been saying, the sort of the criminal uh, nature of this moment and this company? I mean, you don't want this pipeline. Nobody needs this pipeline. I mean, Joe Biden canceled the Keystone XL, but you don't get a tiara for approving this pipeline, baby. You know, this is worse than the Keystone XL. You know, someone said it's the same thing. It's actually got a bigger capacity in it. You know, it's only 67 rivers that they got across, 200 bodies of water. It's in the middle of all of this water. But this is what the Indian Wars looked like, the continued taking of Indian land and water, destruction and incarceration of Indian people. That's what war looks like, you know? I mean, to avoid the Standing Rock situation, of course, we have the, the new problem that the state of Minnesota forced Enbridge to pay for the police forces. And so we get kind of a monthly tally on reimbursements, but what happens then is that the police, who in some theory are supposed to serve and protect the public, like us, are now working for the Canadian multinational. And so there you are, little Miss Water Protector like me, standing in the Willow River, looking at a frack out that Enbridge has just committed in violation of its permit and ecocide. And just to make sure that Joe Biden knows exactly how brutal this is. Like how many Indians you wanna run over? How many you gotta shoot rubber bullets at, Joe? Just to make sure the pipeline gets in, you know? How many Indian people are you gonna put in jail? Just so this fabulous project that nobody wants. I mean, 69,000 people testified against it. You know, nobody even wants this pipeline except for Enbridge. And, and it's not a jobs thing. Let's just talk about jobs. I got more people employed right now working on the just transition here on the White Earth Reservation than Enbridge is going to have at the end of line three. You know what I'm saying? They got 23 jobs out of this baby. What are you doing over there in the government? Or what y'all doing down there? Like doing stupid stuff and giving away the country to a Canadian multinational? That's not very patriotic. No, certainly not. Yeah. I mean, you you kind of already have given him a message, but I'm just curious, you know, you said, you know, the president doesn't get a tiara for canceling one pipeline and, and approving another. Um, do, you, do you have a message for, for Joe Biden and just Democratic leadership more broadly right now that, you know, they have all control of the whole government? Stop the Indian Wars, Joe. Stop the Indian Wars. You know, the Indian wars accelerated under the Trump administration and you need to stop the Indian wars. And so how you do that is that you pull the permit for the for the water crossings and get an environmental impact statement for this pipeline. And don't tell us can't do it. It's already underway. We just saw what you did with Dapple. Enbridge is a Canadian multinational and they're self-insured. And they have 225 subsidiaries. And all of these pipelines, the liability is in the United States, you guessed it, and the money is in Canada. So what kind of prudent government policy does this? Let's a self-insured Canadian corporation run ragged and rogue over your people. We need a support, like we're looking at land acquisition, the land back movement, you know? So I've been at this camp on the Shell River, you know, for two months protecting the Shell. And, um, you know, they rolled over us. I got arrested. 
they got a, they got their pipe, you know. And uh, so I'm committed, you know, I'm, I'm watching them commit the crime. I'm committing to stay by the river and work on the water quality of the river because it's not just Enbridge. It's actually industrial ag, but the river's pretty pristine. But then I was looking at it and I was like, hey, we should buy some land along the river so that we can get the industrial ag guys off. So the use of conservation easements and different ways to leverage, you know, indigenous land back is it important. Like I want to transfer, we're going to transfer land to the treaty authority so that it's clear that in the jur- that that tribes, tribal people, indigenous people have been forced into reservations, literally. And then in the reservation, we don't even control the land. You know, we want to control the land in our reservation, but I want the 55 back. You know, I want to protect the whole region. And so looking at multiple strategies of collaboration and, and talking to these big guys like the Nature Conservancy, the Trust for Public Lands, leverage behind us. You know, quit buying for yourself, support indigenous people. And, and understand that we actually know how to build it. We know what an economy looks like for 10,000 years. Y'all don't have a single idea, you know? And I'm all ready to, to create this new one. But I feel like this, this I like what Arundhati Roy said when she talks about pandemic as portal. You know, and she says, in the history of the world, pandemics have always forced societies to change. This one is no different. She said, it's a doorway between one world and the next. And the question is, what do you want to take through the doorway? You want to take your avarice, your hatred, your dirty rivers, your data banks, or you want to walk through clean? I'm walking through clean. You know, I could barely use a computer these days. No, just kidding. But my point is, is that we, we have this opportunity. And I know some people are like, we're going back to business as usual, but most people aren't. Most people don't even want to go back to work. You know, people want to work in a different way. Could you just... Um, define in your mind what what it means to be a water protector and and what water you are literally protecting in this line three fight? I'm protecting the Great Lakes, fifth of the world's water. Aren't making any new water, you know, and and you need to be a water protector because that's what we live on, you know. And uh, up here in northern Minnesota, I mean, there is a lot of pushing and Enbridge is trying to call us protesters, but we're not protesters, we're water protectors. And I'm always amazed that being a water protector became a political, you know, I was like, oh no, you're gonna go with Bezos and drink in space? You know, there's no room on his ship. <laughs> uh, be, be here, be a water protector. So be a water protector because water's life and we all need it. And we need to be the ones, like our responsibility is not just for us, but there's a lot of little creatures that don't have a voice and a river that doesn't have a voice. And so we need to be those people. And it's our opportunity spiritually in time to be on the right side. Thank you so much, Winona. Um, if there's any, any specific places you want to point people to listeners, uh, where, where can they go to support you and your movement? Oh yeah. For more information, go to honorearth.org. And thank you. And uh, stop line three, tell Biden, tell Biden to stop line three. If you want to support the water protectors fighting on the front lines against Enbridge's Line 3 pipeline, go to our show notes or head over to stopline3.org. They have lots of ways you can help from donating to writing to President Biden to volunteering to go to the front lines and take a stand. Please do whatever you can. As always, please give us a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps new listeners find us. 
If you'd like to support Generation Green New Deal, please subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash generationgnd. We'll be back soon with a special collaboration episode with fellow youth climate podcast Inherited on a young climate activist who ran for office and passed the nation's first statewide Green New Deal legislation. So stay tuned. Generation Green New Deal is produced by Tukunalan Productions. The show was created by me, Sam Eilertsen, and Nate Birnbaum. This episode was edited by Noah Foley-Bining and mixed by Michael Catano. Thanks for listening.